Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Psalm 19. Psalm 19. Who loves the Psalms? Psalm 19, verse 1 to 14. I want to talk to you today about one of the great Psalms in the Old Testament. And, uh, you know, this is the year of the soul, bringing health to the soul. And, uh, you know, many times we try to find different ways to bring health into our inner world. And sometimes it's a bit of hit and miss. But let me say this, the greatest resource of bringing health to your emotions, the greatest resource of bringing health to your soul, the greatest resource in bringing health to your mind is the Word of God. I don't think, you don't sound very convinced this morning is the Word of God. There is nothing like the Word of God that has the ability to bring health to every single part of your life. You know what I love about the Word of God is when we read stories in the Old Testament, the New Testament, we see uh, that the Word of God takes people to a place where they are not bound by their circumstances. You know, many times in life we are well if our circumstances are well. But let me say this, God doesn't want you to live in a place where unless your circumstances are well, then you are well. God wants you to live in a place that regardless of your circumstances, it is well with your soul because your nourishment doesn't come from the world, but your nourishment comes from the Word of God. Come on, if you believe it, say amen. So you and I have been called to live above, not below. We haven't been called to live in, but beyond the world that we're actually living in. I think one of the greatest testimonies of our faith is that you and I can go through a hard time. You and I can go through a difficult season, but we are not bound by that season because we live with a higher core. We live with a higher purpose. And it is the Word of God that is living and active in our lives. And when we are needing answers, when we are needing direction, when we are needing comfort, when we are needing encouragement, we are able to get it from the Word of God. And let me say this, there is nothing on earth more nourishing, more comforting, more assuring, more peace producing than the Word of God. It is life to our bones. It is healing to our emotions. I was talking with uh, um, uh, my maiden last weekend as we're driving, and he's a, he's, he's, he's a doctor in psychology, and he was just talking about prophetic words, and you know, and he, he got his psychological, he got his degree in psychology to help counsel people. He said, look, to be honest, he goes, everything that we've learned in university is really, you see it in the Word of God. He goes, really, I'm convinced the Word of God is the full life source to actually help a person physically, emotionally, mentally, in every single area of our lives. It is complete. It is complete. So I want to talk to you about that uh, this morning. And uh, the Word of God gives us a wonderful resource on actually how to live our lives. And, you know, often when we talk about the soul and health to the soul and emotions, We can often have different aspects of that in the world. But today I want to see how we can actually draw that out of the Word of God. Psalm 19, verse 1 to 14 is a wonderful picture or encapsulates what the Word of God is all about. And it says this, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them, and yet their voice goes out into all the earth, and their words till the ends of the world. 
in the heavens. God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived from its warp. You've got to understand the Bible gives this picture of creation. All of creation came out of the words of God. Who knows that? The seven days of creation, God spoke them into being. So the Bible already, even before it goes into detail about how the Word of God can affect our lives, it's basically making this statement, the Word of God produces results. Wonderful results. Life-changing results. Creative results. And so the psalmist uses the heavens and the earth to set the foundation of why it is important, why the Word of God can actually transform our lives. So it goes on. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes, and the fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever." The decrees of the Lord are firm. All of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned. In keeping them there is a great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me then I will be blameless, innocent of a great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I want you to notice after these particular statements, he says really the word of God there is to protect us from harm. One of the greatest harms that can come into our life is the harm that we create for ourselves. Not the harm of the outside, but the harm that we create for ourselves. I was talking to a minister the other day who had some challenges in church life. And I said, you know, there are times just in the body of Christ that you actually don't need the devil. We just kind of make a mess of it just on our own. We just seem to make the wrong decision at the wrong time. We think we got all the answers. We think we're so wise. We like to drink, as they say in America, our own Kool-Aid. We seem to think that we know what's going on. And then we muck it up. And the Bible gives us this wonderful picture that the Word of God has the ability to delve into some of the depths that we think have, we have got right, but potentially can lead us into harm and can pull us out of those so that we can walk a healthy path before the Lord. So I want to kind of break this up this morning and look at some of these statements about how important the Word of God is in our life. The first one is this. It says this, The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. Come on, who needs a bit of refreshing this morning? The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. It literally means to revive to life to restore a failing spirit, to give us the full vigor of life and vitality. In other words, it nourishes on the inside. I'm gonna ask you today, have you ever asked yourself what actually nourishes you on the inside? 
We often know what nourishes us on the outside. We know what foods to eat. We're pretty up to date in terms of, you know, the dietary requirements and things like that. There's so much of that stuff out on the internet. It doesn't take that long to work at what's good for you and what's bad for you. But have you ever asked yourself to question what actually nourishes you on the inside? What actually sustains your inner man? What actually gives you the ability on the inside? You know, David writes, you put a fire in my heart that actually does not burn out. What actually keeps your spirit alive. You see, there's this idea here about refreshing. The word refreshing actually means to keep coming back to again and again. There's this idea that you go back to the well and you draw from the well. You go back to the water and you draw from the water again. And the psalmist makes the point that if you want to live in seasons of refreshing throughout your whole life, you can't just go to the Word of God once every now and then, but it has to be a constant source of resource, a constant source of drinking that well, a constant source of receiving something from God on a daily basis. Let me say this, the Scripture that you read th three years ago, if you only read your Word, the Word of God, maybe once a year or once every six months, it's not going to cut it to actually bring refreshing to your soul. You've got to consume the Word of God on a daily basis. You've got to draw from that well on a regular basis. You know, you know, in the Word of God, the Bible talks about the Word in two areas. It talks about the Logos Word, the written Word. It talks about the Rema Word, the living Word. One of the powerful things about the Word of God is that you can read the same passage again and again, but you can have a different perspective. You can draw something new from that well. Jesus, as he's sitting at the well, the Bible says a woman came up to him, was about to draw water. He begins to talk about living water. I love what it says in John 4, verse 13 to 14. And Jesus answered her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. In other words, if you go to His will, it never, ever, ever runs dry. I think one of the big revelations out of this passage is very simply this. You can't control what happens outside of your world, but you can control where you get nourished. You can't control what goes on in your world. There is stuff that happened this year that probably you never expected. There's probably stuff that has happened the last five years of your life that you probably never ever would have thought you actually walked into. You can't control what happens outside of your world, but you can make a decision where you're going to get nourished. And I've realised this in life. It's not often the outside circumstances that actually break people. It's actually the fact that they have not gone to a particular source to get nourished again and again so that they can actually rise up and take on that Goliath that actually is standing in front of them. You know, I've often seen this in counselling when I've talked to people. You can have two people that can face the same Goliath. And both people say from the same part of town, both people that have got similar backgrounds and they can face the same Goliath. Why is it? That one person is like David that is able to rise up and take that Goliath on. And yet another person is completely crippled and broken by that Goliath. We have the same hands and same feet. We've got the same brain or we may be a little bit different in our personality. But in reality, we're all very similar. Why is it that some people have the sustenance and the stamina and just the authority to take that thing on while other people are crumbled by it? I actually believe it's because they make a decision what will they actually go to. 
And if you go to the well of the Word of God, church, it produces something in you, a strength, a stamina, a nourishment that when you fall down, you get back up again. When you get, you know, when the things happen that you didn't expect, you rise back up again. But it builds a resilience in you that survives every single storm that you go through, you know. And I think one of the big things in life for us you know, maybe you're new here. Maybe you know, you've just given your life to Jesus. Let me say this. Jesus does not make your world perfect. So like all of a sudden you get saved and everything's like, oh. your boss loves you. You go to the letterbox, there's a million dollar check. I mean, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? You know, the hair that you'd lost grows back when you get saved. You get a six pack, you know. The reality is your world outside of you often doesn't change. But what actually does happen is there's a resource inside of you that you never had before. An ability to go to a well to actually draw from that actually gives you the clarity of thought and the stamina to actually overcome some of the challenges that you're facing. You know, often in life, the worst time that you can ever make a decision is when you're tired or when you're upset. Right? You know what the Word of God does? It actually brings you to a place of peace so that you can actually make decisions in a clear mind and a clear heart. Who's ever regretted a decision that they've made? Three people, fantastic. <laughs> what the Word of God does, when you go back to that resource, when you go back to that nourishment, it brings you to a place of health and vitality so that you can actually make a clear-headed decision moving forward. Amen? The second one is this. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. There's this idea here in the Hebrew that there is a, a, a combination, an increase of wise choices over the, the, the period of time that gets to a place where the result is fantastic. Not just one big wise choice, but little wise choices over many, many years that produce incredible effect in your life. You know, often you and I don't see the result of little choices on a daily basis. It's often after a few years that we begin to look about all the choices that we've made, the choices financially, the choices relationally, the choices uh, to turn the other cheek, the choices to have a good spirit, the choices not to allow criticism and negativity into our heart, the choices to make wise choices throughout our lives. We often don't see the end result of those until months or years later. Who knows what I'm talking about this morning? I was uh, working with a family that I've known for many years, and, and I remember even 15 years ago, just working with some of their family issues and, and a family in Adelaide, and, and still, you know, being in contact with them now. And, uh, you know, even back then saying, that's a bad choice. You've got to, you know, make some better choices. And, you know, they wouldn't listen. They continued on this pathway of just making bad choices and little choices and little attitudes and just little challenges that, they could have probably handled better according to the Word of God. We now get 15 years later and what was a small problem now becomes a big issue. What was a small thing will now become a big thing. It is now unsustainable. It is now out of control. And what I've realised is the Word of God for us gives us the ability to make small, wise choices on a daily basis. And I think this is a big one for many people. You know, your life is not made up of one big choice, but your life is made up of little choices in the right direction. Not one big decision, but thousands of little decisions 
that have added up over time. And you know, the power that the Word of God actually has for us, it has the ability to daily correct our lives, daily put us back into line. We wanted to go off on a tangent, put us back in. When we want to go off on a skew, when someone's upset us, brings us back into alignment. It is interesting in the world today that to challenge people is almost highly offensive. Isn't that right? To just have the ability to challenge people's behaviour, challenge people's attitudes, challenge maybe the way that people are acting is almost highly offensive. The problem is, is that we're raising a generation of people that have actually never had outside correction. You and I need outside correction. We don't have it all together. We are not all wise and all knowing. And I stand in church life, we have leaders and pastors that help and so forth. But the reality is this, in the Word of God, God has the ability to bring daily correction into our lives, to shift us back into focus, to bring those things that we've gone to extreme in, just to bring us back into alignment in His Word. And it's not one big thing, but it's the multiple things that God speaks to you about on a daily basis. Church, every time I read the Word of God, God doesn't speak to me about one thing, but about 10 things all in one hit. Isn't that powerful about God's Word? He can cover 15 different angles of your life all at the same time. The problem with us is when we don't allow the Word of God to bring daily correction, we begin to go off tangents and often off course, and then, why we, then we wonder why we are so far off the middle where God wanted us to be. You know, years ago when I was a sales rep, you know, I wasn't really, uh, I had a, a company car and, and, you know, I didn't really look after the car. You know, uh, quite, um, I was a great salesman, but I probably wasn't that responsibility, uh, that responsible. And, uh, you know, they all often used to say, you know what, you're a great salesman, but you would be a terrible mechanic. And, uh, you know, I remember, you know, my car was a panel van. I used to work for Pixie Photo. Who remembers Pixie Photo? Used to sell the photos. And was very good at it, actually. Used to enjoy it. And uh, um, used to go through country South Australia and, you know, I remember one time, you know, my car was overdue for a service and it was out of alignment. The wheel balance was out, you know, about 65 k's an hour. It was shaking like crazy. And uh, I remember turning around this bend, you know, in the middle of the country and probably going a little bit too fast. And because of the, the misalignment, because it was all shaking like crazy, I lost control of the car and went straight through a farmer's paddock. And, you know, missed all the trees that were there. And, you know, I just have this picture of me plowing through the farmer's paddock and all the little plants on either side flying out on either side of me. It was almost like I made a 300-metre runway for the farmer's paddock ready in case a plane wanted to fly in, you know. And I remember driving out of there and told my boss, and he goes, well, if you actually had everything in alignment, you probably would have been able to handle that corner better. And I think often in life is we don't allow a daily adjustment and a daily alignment. It is so easy for us just to get off course. We take an idea and a concept in our mind or an offense and we hang on to that and we allow the enemy to fester that and allow the enemy to control our emotions. But the Word of God brings us back into alignment with His plan and His purpose in our lives. Let me say this, the Word of God is the best chiropractor on the face of the earth. It brings us back into alignment with His Word. And we need that. We need that on a daily basis. The third one is this. It says, the precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. Turn the person next to you and say, I'm full of joy this morning. 
That was so convincing. <laughs> not misery, not discouragement, but joy to the heart. You know, the Bible speaks a lot about the heart and it speaks a lot about joy. Joy, I believe, is a wonderful indication whether you are heading in the right direction in your life. Now, I'm not talking about seasons of sadness. We all go through those or seasons where we go through difficult moments and they bring sadness and discouragement into our life. I'm talking about an overall direction of joy, an overall direction of happiness. In other words, it may not all be perfect, but there is a deep sense that God is in control. And we can expect that, church. We can believe for that. I often think that we think joy is just an emotional state. I want you to notice what the Word of God says. It says to bring joy to the heart, not joy to the emotions, or joy to the head, or joy when circumstances are all lining up, but joy to the heart, a deep sense of contentment and satisfaction that God is in control of our lives. You know, one of the things that when we first came to Melbourne in our old church when we were in Adelaide, we had this really unusual prophetic word. And uh, this guy, you know, was a prophet guy and he prophesied over us. Uh, this was probably about six months before we were, we were leaving. And he said this to my wife. He goes, he goes God is going to give you new joy. And uh, there's a new season coming. And with that new season is going to be new joy. And I see you laughing at the... Uh, you know, kitchen table and just joy. And it wasn't that we were unjoyful before, but I wouldn't say in the last seasons of our old life that, you know, we were at the peak of joy. Maybe 30% joy, <laughs> you know. And, and I remember, you know, when we made a decision to come here, I, I said to God, I said, God, I said, it has to line up with my family. It has to line up with my family. I have a priority system on my life. God, family, church. If I can't look after my family, how can I look after the family of God? Right? God, family, church. Right? And so as a family, obviously we moved over here and you know, one of the things that I have noticed, yes, ministry is a challenge and pressures and things like that, but I have to say this, there's joy in our house. There's joy in our house. We laugh over little things. Silly, I'm, our lives are not perfect. There's pressure. There's stuff that goes on. Stuff that goes on in the church, you know. But the reality is this, is that deep down inside, there's a wonderful sense of contentment that God is actually in control. And I think one of the, one of the hallmarks that we are living and abiding by the Word of God is that it actually affects our disposition as people. That there is a joy on the inside. That there is an excitement of what God is doing. I was talking to a couple just the other night, we're having dinner, and they were saying that they were hanging out with some friends of theirs that they've known for many years, and you know, their life is good. You know, they were saying these guys, you know, they're multi-millionaires and they got no health issues and they're doing well. But they said, you know what? Every time we come out of a conversation with them, we are more discouraged than what we first came in. 
He goes, for some reason, he goes, when we have a conversation, everything is bad, everything is terrible, life is so hard, they just lack an absence of joy. Let me say this to you today, one of the greatest testimonies of your faith is that there is actually a contentment and a happiness on the inside. There is a joy. We got so much to be joyful for. Oh, our lives are not perfect, but there's a joy. I think you can make a decision to be joyful in the Lord. The fourth one is this, the commandments of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. I love this. The the commandments of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. What's he talking about here? He's talking about purpose. The Word of God gives you and I purpose, direction, a light to lead us. It illuminates the path in front of us. We see not only to enjoy the beauty around us, but we see because we, then we know where we're going. And there's this thought that it brings light to the eyes. It lights the pathway forward. It gives us direction and it gives us purpose. And the reality is you find your purpose on this earth through the Word of God. I love this. Your individual purpose is found in the Word of God. God's purpose for you, His will for you, His direction for you is found in the Word of God. I think the worst thing that you and I can do is try to copy someone else's purpose. Try to look at someone else, what they're doing, oh, I want to do that. You know, the Bible says, and Paul says, he goes, it is unwise to compare ourselves with each other. God has got an individual purpose for you. He's got an individual purpose for me. He's got an individual plan for you. He's got an individual plan for me. Praise God that my plan is different to your plan. We would never be able to reach the earth if all the plans were exactly the same. Um, Kipling once said this, I love this, great writer. He said, they copied all they could follow but they couldn't copy my mind. So I left them sweating and stealing a year and a half behind. So easy to copy someone else's plan. So easy to copy someone else's dream. God does not want to make you a carbon copy of someone else. You are an individual in the kingdom of God. You know, I was reading this the other day. They reckon there's about 8.7 million species of animals and plants. About six and a half above the ground and about two million in the water. The reality is God has got enough creative power to create a unique plan for you that is satisfying and nourishing for your soul. And often we want other people's labels, but maybe God wants to create something new out of your life. It's funny, I was in Officeworks the other day. It's just a little funny little illustration. And, you know, I, I, I love Bunnings and I love Officeworks. So on my day off, I'll either have a, have a coffee, I'll be in Bunnings, or I'll be in Officeworks. And, uh, or I'll be on Gumtree, or Gray's Online. <laughs> By the way, paint is so cheap on Gray's Online, it's fantastic. I painted my whole house for 300 bucks, it's unbelievable. I probably shouldn't have told you that, because now you're going bid to it, bid it really high. I went to Officeworks, and I, I was looking for a folder. I love folders new folder. I don't know about you, but when I have a new folders, it feels like my whole desk is reorganized. It's kind of the cheap way of organizing without organizing. <laughs> Just get a new folder and you organize. And I was looking around finding this file and I found this folder that I hadn't seen before at Officeworks. I know the folders pretty well. I know where the folders are stacked. I know the colors of the folders. 
And there was a folder that was out of place. It was a new folder. It was a folder that I'd never seen before. I go, wow, this is a great folder. <laughs> and I picked the folder up. Didn't have a label on it. Didn't have a price on it. I said, didn't matter the price. I'm going to pay for the folder. I went to the front counter. I gave him the folder. She looked at it, tried to bar scan it. There was no barcode on it. So oh, there's no barcode on this folder. She called the manager. She looked up on the, the web to try and find out, got the dimensions of the folder, the colour, the, the scheme of the folder, looked it up, could not fold it anywhere on the Officeworks website. It was very unusual. Normally, everything in this store is scanned. She called the manager. The manager of the store came. She said, how do I scan this folder in? He goes, is it in the system? She said, no. She said, what? The folder is not in the system? No, the folder is not in the system. <laughs> what, there is no barcode? No, there is no barcode on the folder. Literally, for half an hour, they were trying to work out how I should pay for this folder. It was like there is the mystery of the pyramids and then there's the mystery of this particular folder. And after numerous conversations and calling other people in, in the end they said, here, you can have the folder for free. Side note. I find you as a congregation hilarious. I mean, let's be honest, the folder was probably worth 30 cents, but everyone erupts in praise and worship. <laughs> and this is the punchline. Here it comes. It was not in the system, it wasn't labelled. And the system freaks out. Sometimes we freak out. Labels and where do we fit? Rather getting God's individual purpose for your life. Now, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? I don't want to be another big church. I don't want to be a Hillsong, a Planet Shakers, a this, a that. God has got an individual call and purpose for our church. It may not fit anyone else's label, but if it's birthed out of the Word of God, it's going to be more life-sustaining than us trying to copy someone else. And I would say this to you today, don't you allow the enemy to come in and try to put a label on you, try to box you, try to say you got to be this and we've got to be that. You know what, maybe it's time that you actually break the system and actually allow the Holy Spirit to begin to bring guidance and governance into your life. He brings light to your eyes. He speaks life into your soul. He gives you direction the way that you should operate in. Psalm 119, verse 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Proverbs 6, verse 23, for this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light. Correction and instruction are the way of life. Psalm 119, verse 130, the unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Proverbs 20, verse 27, look at this one. The human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that shields your light on one's most innermost being. Let me give you the original translation of Proverbs 20, 27. The Lord's lamb is the life breath of man, laying bare all the inward chambers. The reality is you and I in our life have more than one chamber. We've got a chamber for our family, for our finances, for our future, for our past, all those types of things. And when we allow the Holy Spirit through the Word of God to illuminate those areas, He brings direction and purpose and governance to that. You and I need more than governance just in our future. We need governance in our family. We need governance in our health. We need governance in how to deal with our past. We need to, do, we need to have governance in some of the crises that we're facing right now. We need God to illuminate not just one, but the many chambers of our lives. The fifth one is this. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. 
It's pure, enduring forever. You see, there's bad fear and then there's good fear. Just like there's bad cholesterol and good cholesterol. Just like there's bad fats and good fats. Who loves avocados? They're the good fats. Who likes fried chicken? Honestly. That's the bad fats. But it tastes good. The fear of the Lord is pure. It's good fear. It's not bad fear. It doesn't cripple you. It doesn't contain you. It doesn't restrict you. The Bible says that he brought me to a spacious place. The fear of the Lord brings you to a greater place of freedom. The laws of God bring you to a greater place of freedom. They don't restrict your life. They empower your life. They set your life free. And I think this is what the Bible is saying, that a healthy respect of God giving boundaries in God's word doesn't restrict you, but actually sets you free. It doesn't pull you down, but actually lifts you up. It's amazing the very thing that people want freedom in in the areas of their life that are contrary to the word of God actually don't set them free, but actually bind them even more. But here the word of God says, when you follow the boundaries of God's word, when you follow what God said, when you respect the boundaries of the word of God, it actually sets you free. You know, often when I counsel Christians who lack authority in a particular area, or they lack faith in a particular area, it's often not related to their emotional disposition. It's often related to the fact that they just haven't have respected the boundaries in the Word of God. When you respect the moral code in the Word of God, it builds an authority in your life to believe God for great things. When you respect the spiritual boundaries of God's Word about what you listen to and what you watch and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to speak to be governed by that, not by people's opinion, not by popular culture, not by social media, but what the Word of God actually says. Listen, if you are new here to church today, there'll be some things in the Word of God that will seem antiquated and old and they are just not in alignment with today's society. But you know what? They have been proven, tried and true methods over thousands of years and they actually work. They bring you to a place of incredible freedom. Incredible freedom. Think about the things that you respect. We respect the things that are often are enduring. They don't shift easily. I respect the things that have stood the test of time, marriages that have stood the test, a character that has stood the test. I think about the things that have earned your respect as an individual. It's often things that last, not things that are fragile. Uh, some of the people that I respect the most would probably never be on the stage preaching, but they are people that have been through a storm. They've come out on the other side. They haven't been smaller. They've been enlarged as a rod of what they've been through. They have stood the test of time. Those people have my uttermost and highest respect. And if you want a life that actually endures the storm, a life that has substance, that doesn't fall apart when the going gets tough, you need to build your life on a foundation of God's Word. Jesus puts it this way in Matthew 7 verse 24. I'm almost done. It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the, on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall. Because it had its foundation on the rock, but everyone hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice. Not only hears, but does not put them into practice. You can hear the same thing, but you can make a decision not to engage. Be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. Every week, preach the word. We make a decision when we read the word. Are we going to hear it or are we going to do it? The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, the beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. The sixth one is this, the decrees of the Lord are firm and all of them are righteous, all of them. There's not one thing in the word of God that is gonna hurt you. There's not one thing in God's word that is gonna destroy your future. 
everything in the word of God is profitable. Everything in God's word will bring blessing into your life. Everything in God's word will bring health to your soul. You may need to spend a bit of time studying it, understanding it, trying to work out what it actually means. But everything in God's word is there to bring blessing, health and favour into your world. The seventh one is this, and he makes this statement at the end, but who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins, but they may not rule over me, and then I'll be blameless, innocent of a great transgression. It starts from hidden sins to a great transgression. There's a progression here that the psalmist begins to talk about. It goes from the things that we are unaware of to now the things that we want to do that we know that are wrong, now to the things that actually completely derail our lives. And the point is that the Word of God gives us the ability to stop that progression. It kind of interjects into the natural progression that we have just to kind of do the wrong thing. And I've realized this in life, there's two types of failures. There's two types of transgressions. There's two types of challenges that you and I go through. There's the failure that we go through that we dust ourselves off and we get back up again. But then there are other failures that we go through or potentially go through that I would call that are life altering. In other words, you go through a failure like that. I'm not talking about an outside circumstance that comes into your world. I'm talking about a decision that you've made to engage in a certain behavior or to allow a certain thing to come into your home. There are some failures that when you cross the line with those, they are great transgressions. They take you months, if not years, to get back your life. Come on, who knows what I'm talking about this morning? Yes, God forgives you. Yes, God says, I love you. But the fruit of that, the response of that, the stuff that you've had to put together now because of that, the brokenness of people's lives around you because of that, it just doesn't happen overnight. It now means that you're on a pathway of having to work with restoration. You've now wasted some years of your life just bringing things back together again because of a great transgression. And the reality is all of us, all of us have the potential to walk into that zone where it becomes life altering, where it becomes the decisions that we made, not things that have come into our world that we didn't expect, but decisions that we have made have now shifted us dramatically. I don't say this to condemn, or I don't say this to say, ooh, you know. The point is this, is that with every decision, there's fruit. With every decision, there is a consequence. There is a consequence with every decision. There are small consequences, there are large consequences. And you know what? I just never want to live my life always, come on, always being on the back foot, always having to restore, always having to fix up again, always having to pull things together again. I want to live my life on the front foot. Oh, I may not be perfect, but I can dust myself off on small things and small issues and small, maybe small attitudes. And God, will you forgive me? God, I'm so sorry. Uh, versus big transgressions, things that are just going to really put me in a really bad place for a number of years. And the Bible says that the Word of God protects us from great transgressions where we are not living our life on the back foot continually, but we are living our life. Yes, we are not perfect, but we are not living five steps back, two steps forward. We are moving 10 steps forward, maybe two steps back, but there is a natural progression of growing and developing in the Word of God. You know, 
And this is not about forgiveness. God forgives all sin. This is about the consequences of some behavior that just put us back a number of years. I want the musicians to come. You know, and, and the word of God on a daily basis just puts us on the right side of that. Right side of that. I gotta tell you, I, God has saved me from many conversations that just could have really created pain for months in my life. God said, just wait, pray, seek me, allow the initial anger to go, allow me just to come and just bring calmness and peace to your spirit. There's been many times, I remember years ago, you know, before I met Frank, having this relationship, that was just not healthy for me at all, just not healthy for me at all. Couldn't see past the relationship, couldn't see past what was in front of me. And I would have said that, I would say that if I would have continued down that path in my own life, it would have been a great transgression. It probably would have been something that I would have never recovered from. You know, I think it would have been a life altering event had I engaged in that relationship. You know, yes, God can restore and all that. I'm not saying any of that at all, but who knows? My life would have been dramatically different. But God spoke to me out of His word. So you've got to cut this off. I've got something better for you. Deal with this, cross the line, just walk away. Number of times in my life, God has said, Walk away. You know, oh, you can cross the line, and maybe there will be some immediate benefit. But don't do that, walk away. Just walk away. But listen to my word. My wisdom is greater than your wisdom. I know your future. You don't, but I know your future. And maybe even some of those things weren't really great transgressions. They were just would have been really bad choices that would have altered my path in a significant way and every time I've listened to the Word of God He has saved me again and again and again and again Church we are not smart enough, we are not wise enough, we are not prophetic enough to know what is around the next corner but God does and His Word is prophetic in nature who can discern their own errors who can work out where we're going wrong Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant from willful sins. Then I'll be blameless, innocent of a great transgression. God speaking to those areas that we don't have the ability to discern in our own lives. And yet God can save us from significant life events. Out of His Word, He can protect us. He can give us guidance. He can help us. Amen. That is the power of the Word of God power to correct us, bring us back into alignment on a daily basis. The power that the Word has to put His purpose in us, that we are not living a carbon copy of someone else, but we are walking in the very shape purpose that God has for our lives. You know, there was a couple of few years ago that came to our church, been a great part of our church now for a number of years. And uh, he was a business person, he came forward. And uh, first, time in, first time in our church, and I gave him a word and I said, you know, I see um, like this laser cut all around your life. And God is saying that he has shaped your life perfectly. The destiny is laser cut. He pulls me at the end of the meeting and goes, you know what I do? I said, no. He goes, I have a business in laser cutting. And it was just a wonderful picture how God knows exactly 
and shapes your life exactly to His purpose and His will if you allow Him and if you let Him. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.